to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family. Most often, colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. What's going on? Daniel Salerson filling in for Gus Cattengill for hour number two of the Sports Hangover on the flagship station for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. Then Casey Gisclair will take it in hour number three. Glad you can join me here on this Friday. Plenty to get to in the hour that I'm covering. Of course, we will talk Saints here in just a few moments with the signing of Andy Dalton. He spoke to the media yesterday. I'll play you some of that in just a little bit, but we are going to focus, of course, on the big game tonight in Los Angeles. As Todd Graffinini just tweeted, Pelicans have wrapped up shoot-around from Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Yes, weird to still say Crypto.com Arena instead of the Staples Center, but yes, they have just wrapped up. Of course, Todd tweeted about the lights not coming on until probably halfway through shoot-around, but they did turn them on for him. Very nice of those staff members there. Um, this is going to be a big one. This is huge. I think everyone knows the ramifications of tonight's game and the implications of tonight's game as far as what can be happening if the Pelicans are able to win, what happens if the Lakers are able to win, and also if the Pelicans are able to complete the Los Angeles sleep, sweep over the weekend, what can happen as far as maybe getting to eighth? And I know that's a long way to go, and there's six games to go, and you have to take care of your own business, but we're starting to get down to the magic number aspect of clinching a play-in berth, and we'll talk about that with Jim Eikenhofer of Pelicans.com at 115, the magic number is four for New Orleans, which means any combination, let's say tonight, Pelicans win over the Lakers, they will gain two games in the magic number because of the win and the Lakers loss. It'll bring it down to two, or if you want to simplify it, it's simple. Four more wins for the Pelicans, and they are in out of their last six. So we'll talk to Jim Eikenhofer about all that, as again, these two teams will tip off tonight at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Then I'll leave a segment open for callers, 800-998-1003. What are you looking forward to tonight's game? Again, who are you more concerned about, the Lakers or the Spurs? And again, what sticks out to you about LeBron James and Anthony Davis potentially both playing tonight? 
Uh, they're going to have all hands on deck after losing to the Utah Jazz last night, and they went 0-3 on their road trip. Then we'll get a Lakers perspective. I know some people are not crazy about that, but we're going to learn from the enemy. Trevor Lane, Lakers Nation host and also host of the front office show, will join me at 145. So plenty of stuff to get to in this hour. I will talk about Saints here for just a little bit. Again, Andy Dalton is one of the new quarterbacks for the New Orleans Saints, and we'll get to whether he's a backup, whether he's a starter, I think everyone knows what the role he's going to play. But just, of course, I like to talk to all free agents, and free agents are always asked, why do they come to certain places? What made them come to New Orleans? So here's Andy Dalton on what made NOLA the place to be. Yeah, for, for me, and uh, I mean, especially at this point in my career, you want to be part of a good organization and a, and a, and a good team. And that's one thing that New Orleans uh, checks both those boxes. And so... Um, you know, I'm excited about the opportunity here, excited to, to be part of this and uh, continue to build on uh, what this team's done. Yeah, so you talk about when you're looking at the Pelicans in free agency, how Willie Green is trying to change the culture a little bit and how this could be a destination for, for players to play. And I think it's safe to say that he is starting to build that. But I, couldn't, I think the Saints have already had that reputation of guys wanting to come and play, whether it is under Sean Payton or now under head coach Dennis Allen. And even some of the players that are around still as they kept a lot of their players from last year's team. Here's Andy Donald, what he's hoping to accomplish with his one-year deal with the Saints. Yeah, at, at this point, I'm, uh, I, I love the game of football and want to just continue to enjoy it. And so um, for, for me, I, I want to have, have fun playing this game, have fun going out and preparing and, and practicing and um, doing everything we can to, to win on Sundays. And so... Um, whatever that role is, you know, I'm here for it. But, uh, you know, I love the game and just at this point want to just keep enjoying uh, playing the game of football. This will be his 12th year in the NFL, nine for Cincinnati, one for Dallas, and last year with the Chicago Bears. Here's Dalton on what he can bring to this offense. Yeah, like you said, I was, I've had a, a ton of experience and been around the game for a long time. And so – I think it just when it comes down to the preparation of everything, I may have some ideas that that they may look at. I may have uh, some questions that uh, you know I, I can bring up to hopefully start conversations that can make sure everybody's on the same page and everything. So uh, I, I think there's things I can do, and uh, also when it, when it comes to practice and the scout team, it's uh, I, I feel like my my whole goal is going to be out there to try to. Uh, do everything I can to complete a bunch of balls in practice. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm like I said, I, I feel like my experience will, will bring a lot. And so it seems like uh, Andy Dalton is up for the challenge here as far as just doing whatever he can to help the Saints team um, get back to the playoffs. Um, of course, one of the things also is not just why you pick the Saints, but what do you know about this organization? Having a couple conversations with um, a couple coaches and everything, this organization – from everything that I've been told and everything that I've seen from afar just does everything the right way and gives the players and coaches and everybody within the organization, everything that they need to, to be successful. You've seen the success that this team has had for a long time. I've obviously followed Drew's career here and everything that they were able to do offensively and, and everything. And so um, when you just look at it, you see a class organization that does things the right way and it's something that you want to be part of. So some high praise from Andy Dalton about the New Orleans Saints organization. And, of course, this process, you 
We hear about the free agency process. Of course, this offseason has been crazy as far as players switching teams, getting traded from one team to the other. Here's Andy on the process of meeting with the Saints before signing. Yeah, you know, this, obviously everybody knows this free agency and uh, this offseason has been a little bit of a whirlwind across the board. There's been a lot of movement, a lot of stuff that's happened, especially at the quarterback position. So, um, you know, things kind of, uh, right, right at the beginning of free agency, you know, things had to happen first before uh, everything kind of took place. But I'd say by the end of last week, things started to pick up and started to have some conversations. And, uh, you know, we, we were able to get something done uh, pretty quickly, which was nice. Yeah, probably waiting for all the dominoes to fall, especially in the NFC South. Look, you're going to have a different kind of change in the in the wave of the NFC South as far as quarterbacks. Of course, Tom Brady is now back for Tampa Bay, but um, who's going to be the quarterback in Carolina, in Atlanta? No more Matt Ryan in the NFC South. He has gone on to Indianapolis to play with the Colts, and now the Jameis Winston era. We got a little taste of it last season, him going 5-2, and two, but now it's really his ball club here with Andy Dalton helping along the way. So the question is, is this a QB competition between Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston? No, this is uh, this is Jameis' thing, and I'm here to help him out in any way that I can. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to work with him, excited to, uh, to be in the same room and uh, see everything I can do to help him out to make him the best player he can be. So he declares there that he will be the back backup for Jameis Winston. And now the question is, how hard is it to take a backup role, especially with his first nine years being a starter in Cincinnati? Yeah, I think it, there's obviously for me, I've, I've basically played my whole career. And um, even a couple of years ago when I was in Dallas, you know, the, the unfortunate injury that, that Dak had, I was able to come in and then going into last year uh, was a starter until I got hurt. And then, um, you know, then, then Justin took over. So, uh, but, you know, I think just kind of, kind of how it's been and, and where I'm at, I'm, I'm here to help and serve and uh, do everything I can to just to help the team and to, to help the quarterback room and uh, to make us the best offense that we can be. So uh, whatever role that is, I, I'm here for it. Certainly Andy Dalton can be a nice, valuable piece as the backup quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He talked about the experience he had. He was able to be a starter in Dallas. Dak Prescott went down with that gruesome injury. Andy Dalton became the starter for the Dallas Cowboys. And as he mentioned there with the Bears, I mean, he was helping mentoring Justin Fields after Andy Dalton got hurt, and then Justin Fields took over as the starting quarterback. So he has been a starter in all three places that he's been as he enters year 12 in the NFL. So I guess the last question for Andy Dalton, does he have any ties here? Does he know anyone within the organization that made him choose New Orleans? So Bob Bicknell just got hired on staff. He's a guy that I was with in Cincinnati. But other than that, uh, I really had, you know, no other ties here. I played with Jimmy Graham last year, and he always spoke really highly of, of New Orleans and his time here. So uh, had that one too. But just on staff or, and every, everything right now, just, just, just bit. So I think it just shows the example of how word of mouth between players and coaches can make an impact on free agency. And, of course, we talk about that on the NBA side a lot as far as how players are able to pick the place that they want to go. If it's not just market size, it's it's the team. And I think that's what will help Willie Green with the Pelicans is when these players talk about how much they love playing for him, that may attract some free agents. And same with Andy Dalton here. I know he's the backup quarterback for the Saints, but 
when he talks to former players like Jimmy Graham and when you have other players that talk about the culture just based on who they talk to, Marcus May talking to his old friend Demario Davis from when those two played with the Jets. I mean, those things are important for these two franchises and for the Saints. I think that goes a long way showing that the reputation for what New Orleans has been able to do under Sean Payton, under Mickey Loomis, under Dennis Lausha and Mrs. Benson, that players want to come here. Players see a chance to win with this organization and will do whatever it takes to do that. Of course, Andy Dalton has not won a Super Bowl in his 11 years in the NFL. Maybe this is the place that gives him the best chance. Again, only a one-year deal. And again, we don't know how healthy, even though Jameis says he's healthy, it's going to be a, a tough transition for him coming back from that ACL injury. So you never know. Is Andy Dalton going to play a little bit? Um, to only time will tell, but I feel like a guy with that experience to solidify the backup quarterback position and Dalton being a guy that can definitely mentor Jameis and Jameis seems open to that as well. I think it could be a great combination for the Saints as they head into training camp. So we'll see what else has to go down. I mean, between the draft in the next few weeks in late April and then free agency is still not done. I know Julian Heldman had an April Fool's joke if you saw it saying that he signed with the uh, Buccaneers, but that was not true. Um, lots of April Fool's jokes rolling around there, so be careful as far as what you believe and what you don't believe, including LeBron James tweeting out that he is out for the season. I highly doubt that, as I'm guessing we'll wait for confirmation on whether he plays tonight, yet alone if he's out for the season. So uh hope you all are enjoying your Friday. Thanks for allowing me to be a part of your day, filling in for Gus Cattingale. For the second hour of the Sports Hangar, again, Casey Gisclair will take over for me at 2 o'clock. Pelicans and Lakers tonight at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. When we come back, we'll check in with Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on the flagship station for your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. Ramsey's is paying the taxes on every item you purchase. Up to $4,000. And if you buy your diamond separate from the ring... We'll count that as two separate items. Because we love you. Our tax-free event is going on right now. Through Saturday, April 2nd. Come in and take a look. We've got fabulous engagement ring diamonds. And big anniversary diamonds. That are easily within your budget. Tell them about big anniversary diamonds, Lori. A big anniversary diamond is any diamond that's at least twice as big as the one in her engagement ring. A big anniversary diamond says... I love you twice as much today as the day I married you. Boys, it's time to go big. One full carrot. Go big, two carrots. Go big, three carrots. We can even custom design your ring to make it one of a kind. Big anniversary diamonds. Fabulous prices, tax-free. And 0% financing. With approved credit. Welcome to Ramsey's. Our tax-free event is going on right now. But it ends this Saturday at 6 p.m. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. 
At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received HealthGrade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. Once more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Daniel Salerson filling in for Gus Cattengale for hour number two. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Pelicans and Lakers tonight, 9.30 p.m. Central. You can listen to it right here on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. I'll have pregame for you late into the night at 9 p.m. Central. Joining me now is my co-host on the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, and he writes for Pelicans.com. That is the one, the only Jim Eichenhofer. Hello, Jim. Good to talk to you. Daniel, great to be here. Glad to hear you uh, doing some more hosting duty today. I love it. You know, I can't stay away, Jim. It's just one of my things. Just can't stay away. And, of course, any time I can talk about the Pelicans is certainly something I want to do. I I need your advice, though, because you're a veteran uh, of what's going down tonight. Late-night games inside the arena on the central time zone here. What is your go-to as far as keeping yourself with the energy to cover a game like this uh, with such a late time start? You know... I know we've had this discussion before. I'm not a coffee drinker, which I know is always something that shocks you. But I really don't do anything to, to stay awake. I don't really get into caffeine or whatever. My advice tonight is to just use the fuel of your animosity towards the Lakers to keep you um, energized and ready to go, regardless of how late of an evening it gets to be by the time the final buzzer arrives. Let's talk about this animosity towards the Lakers. And I feel like, man, it's picked up a lot, especially with the Anthony Davis situation. It's really catapulted from there. But now I don't think anyone expected these two teams to be battling for a play-in spot. I mean, how much is this kind of – It's I wouldn't say rivalry. I don't think it's a rivalry just yet. Um, yep. But the animosity – unless you think it's a rivalry, I'll ask your thoughts on that too. But how much is this – progressed here during over the course of the season especially with the draft picks on the line now potentially keeping the lakers not only um from hosting a plane but even being out of the playoffs uh, in general where where does this rank as far as the the i guess animosity between these two two teams and how much it's progressed in just a short amount of time yeah i think it's pretty high i mean when you factor in everything that's part of the equation going back to 2019 with the anthony davis trade and the the ugliness of the way the last couple months of that season played out. It was pretty miserable, as we've discussed before, and people have gone over. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people over the last maybe even 10, 15, 20 years in the NBA have complained about how there's a lack of rivalry in the league. And, I, I mean, I'm, I would count myself in that group as well, that I missed when there was some pure, I don't know if hatred is the right word, but some strong dislike between teams that makes it more fun and it's, gets people more emotionally invested in the games and um, the outcomes. I mean, it's been a long time to me since I've seen a situation where there's this much on the table as far as the two teams. Um, you, you, I already talked about the AD trade. You, you alluded to the draft pick situation where 
there's plenty of motivation for the Lakers to lose games from a Pelican standpoint, including from a fan perspective, because New Orleans is, as time goes on, as we've gotten closer to the end of the season, they've had, New Orleans has a better and better chance of getting, not only getting the Lakers first round pick, but it being in the top 10, which would be another huge boost. Um, I think there's a lot of, beyond Anthony Davis, there's definitely a lot of, um, I, I'm trying, I keep trying to find synonyms for dislike, but of certain players on the Lakers, I, I mean, it's pretty palpable in, in terms of New Orleanians aren't, aren't huge fans. I mean, you can tell from the boos of, um, that were throughout the Laker game that there's certain players on that roster that people are just do not appreciate and do not want to see do well. So you add that up, and I, I can't remember the last time that there's be, there are this many reasons for one specific fan base to be so invested in the, the a lack of success by another team in the NBA. So in terms of whether this is a rivalry or not, I don't think we're there yet, but I mean, and people say, you know, you have to have two sides for a rivalry, but I frankly, I don't care in terms, in this situation, I mean, I think from a Pelicans fan standpoint, it's just the level of, of negativity towards the Lakers is, is really high. It'd be hard to find something similar to this, I think, throughout the entire league right now. I think two of those players that you mentioned that I guess maybe we won't name, I don't know why we wouldn't, but um, that usually get booed inside the Smoothie King Center are, uh, we don't know their status yet for tonight's game. And I think those two will make a huge impact, but I think it's just crazy. Again, when we talk about the difference in how this year started for both teams and how it's kind of flipped um, a little bit now, um, it looks like the Lakers are going all hands on deck. You know, LeBron did not play in these last, yep. I just, I guess, admitted one of the names there. LeBron James, um, oh, not I playing. In, Austin, I thought you were going to say Austin Reeves and Anthony Davis. Oh, you know, Austin Reeves is a pretty hateable guy, though. You can tell, um, from his time, uh, in his first year with the Lakers. But, you know, LeBron yeah. James missing the last two games with that ankle sprain. And then Anthony Davis, of course, how funny it is and how ironic that um, he's been out for almost two months now and he comes back. Uh, his first game back is against the Pelicans and basically a must-win situation for them. I think it's just kind of crazy how things have, have played out here where they need – they've been resting and saving these two guys for this game tonight. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I've heard them – I think Frank Vogel said this after the game last night that – they, they firmly believe that if they're able to get into the play-in tournament and they have a full-strength roster, that they, they feel like they can be dangerous. I mean, I feel like a lot of people across the league would probably tend to disagree with that just based on what we've seen throughout the season, even when they were at full strength. But I totally understand their thinking that, you know, they have two of the better player, best players in the NBA. I mean, it's almost like the planets have to align for everything to be in place for that to happen. And, I mean, even with... If both of those guys play tonight, I mean, you don't know if they're going to be able to keep playing every game or if there's going to be other issues that come up that would keep them off the court. So, But I guess in terms of just tonight that we're speaking about, yeah, it is kind of funny to think that they're almost loading up for this game, especially if you think about where these two teams were back in October where you had people projecting the Lakers to be the favorite in the Western Conference and maybe meet Brooklyn, which is another story, in the NBA Finals, and the Pelicans had kind of minimal i think national expectations then started out the season three and 16 so it it just i think it just kind of partly shows just how long the 82 game season is there's so so much that can happen and change over that long of a span and jim what's crazy it's not even the lakers you know i'm following some guys from the clippers beat law murray in particular from the athletic 
They play the Bucks tonight in a back-to-back, and they are sitting everyone, including Paul George, and they said they are keeping everyone available for their big game against the Pelicans on Sunday. All of a sudden, everyone is is saving their guys for the Pelicans, and I think they're a little scared that if the Laker, the Clippers lose their next three and the Pelicans win their next three, which is including a, a head-to-head matchup with the Clippers and Yari on the tiebreaker, yeah. I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but the fact that you have two L.A. teams yeah. saving their big guns for these two matchups, I think, says something about what the Pelicans have been able to accomplish in the second half of the season. Definitely, that is interesting. It, it is. It's curious to see some of the strategy that different teams have about the importance of games. I mean, if I was them, I would say I would look at it from. And obviously, I don't have. I'm not privy to their medical situation and who's banged up and whatnot. But if I was them, I would say if you win tonight against Milwaukee, you can still lose Sunday, and you're you're not hurting. You're still in really good shape. Whereas if they lose tonight. The sun- Sunday's game is that more frightening for them in terms of losing the lead that they have on New Orleans. Not that much time left in the season, so I wouldn't. If I was any team, I would in the situation where it's relatively close. I wouldn't be want to throw away any game, regardless of the opponent. Uh, obviously, like you said, Sunday is more important for them. I get that part of it than a game, a Friday night game against the Bucks in the opposite conference. But I mean, it, that is it is interesting that the Pelicans, like you said have gotten to this point where they're within striking distance of the Clippers, which is another team going into the season. I think because people expected Kawhi Leonard to miss uh, maybe most or all of the season, maybe they didn't have huge expectations, but they were still picked to be pretty far ahead of New Orleans. And you could say, okay, well, Kawhi's missed the whole season and Paul George has missed a big chunk of the year, but the Pelicans have had guys that have been out for big parts of the season too, and they're still not that far behind the Clippers. So, it's a, it's a testament to what this team has accomplished and how far they've traveled from the way the season started out to the position that they're in right now. And I agree with you based on the fact that the Bucks are sitting out Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, all their guys are sitting out. So it could have been an opportunity for the Clippers to just take care of business tonight and then not have to worry so much because it, it will take basically the late Pelicans to win out and the late Clippers to maybe only win one or two games in the final six for the Pelicans to get over the hump there. But still – Pretty interesting to see the strategy, as you mentioned, for for both teams. And, of course, we understand why the Lakers are doing what they're doing. But for the Clippers, too, to look forward to Sunday, just say something about the Pelicans. So before I let you go here, of course, you write for Pelicans.com and the Pelicans mobile app. Shoot-around update about to come out. What other storylines are you looking forward to tonight? I know the big ones, of course, whether AD and LeBron both play. Of course, the impact of this game on the standings. But what else sticks out to you when you post your shoot-around update? What might be on there that fans go out for? Yeah, you, you covered, we've covered some of the main stuff, but in terms of things that we didn't talk about, um, I'm curious to see how New Orleans' bench does tonight. It's been huge in the two wins over the Lakers so far. The game in LA a month plus ago, late February, pretty much every reserve for New Orleans played well. They shot eight for 17 as a group from three point range, which was a huge factor. And then in the game Sunday in New Orleans, the bench overall didn't necessarily have a great game, but Trey Murphy, had a massive second half, so I think New Orleans is. That's one thing that I've, I I talk about and discuss a little bit is in the in one of the keys to the game is just that the bench is huge and has been a massive factor for New Orleans. And uh, the other part is um, Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum have both been really good in the two games against the Lakers, um, especially with their assists. So the Lakers have thrown a lot of bodies at them and defensive pressure, but they've been able to spot guys and. The Pelicans have shot well, which is one of the, obviously one of the reasons why they've 
ended up with a lot of assists. So um, I'm curious to see what L.A. tries to do against that duo because they've been really good against the Lakers and one of the reasons why they won one game, one of the games by 28, and then the other game they were down 23 and ended up winning by eight. So that was a huge turnaround as well. I mean, there's really six of the eight quarters that these two teams have played have been hugely in the favor of New Orleans so far. Real quick before I let you go, does Jose Alvarado have another steal from underneath the basket like he has been doing these last few games? And when are other teams going to catch on that he's been able to get away with this? I'm going to predict that he has at least one again tonight. Um, I think the Lakers are going to be in the mode of distracted because they're getting a play call. I mean, I, I shouldn't single them out. It feels like every team has been victim to that where they're casually bringing the ball up the court. And all of a sudden, before they know it, the ball's gone and Jose's stealing it. So um, whether teams catch on to that or not, I think eventually they probably will. But to me, it's hard to keep the discipline of 48 minutes or however long Jose's in the game, 20, 25 minutes, where every single possession, you have to be mindful of him and you have to make sure that you're not in the mode where you're, you kind of block out. I mean, it's, I think it's human nature somewhat that you're like, okay, we're bringing – I'm dribbling up the ball for the 3,000th time this season, and you don't really think about the potential. You kind of get a little casual. It's, it's kind of subconscious. That's the hardest part to me is that you have, you always, every single possession when you're dribbling up in that situation, you have to make sure that you're disciplined and that you know where he is. I feel like a lot of players and teams just have a hard time with that because it's just not something that you're used to. So I think I think teams will eventually catch on, but I think it's going to be difficult for them to sustain the focus that they need to make sure that Grand Theft Alvarado doesn't come through again with another, um, as NBA.com, I think, called it sneaky steal. Yeah, he is very, very sneaky, that's for sure, and it should be a fun one tonight between the Pelicans and the Lakers. That's Jim Eikenhofer of Pelicans.com. Again, you can catch his shoot-around notes on Pelicans.com or the mobile app. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim underscore Eikenhofer, and, of course, follow the team on Twitter at Pelicans NBA. Jim, I appreciate the time. Good luck staying up late. I know we'll be chatting throughout the ball game, and hopefully we're talking about a Pelicans win afterwards. You too, Daniel. I'm fired up for this game. I know everyone in New Orleans is, so really looking forward to it, and I will talk to you later. Sounds good. That's Jim Eikenhofer of Pelicans.com. An open segment coming your way. Let's talk Pelicans, 800-998-1003. What are you looking out for most tonight? Whether you're focused on whether LeBron and Anthony Davis both play or one of them play or if the Pelicans should take care of business no matter who's on the floor. I'll tell you about some watch parties to look out for tonight, and we'll go through the standings and the tiebreakers between these two teams. You're listening to the flagship station for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM. Chrissy is refinancing her home, so she shopped around for the lowest rate and found it at Amerisave.com, setting her up for a lifetime of savings. It's one decision she'll never regret, unlike wearing tap shoes to a surprise party. Sorry, guys. Just trying to find the perfect hiding place. Pretty regrettable, Chrissy. Unlike finding that low mortgage rate at Amerisave.com that's got you on your way to a lifetime of savings. Amerisave's rates won't be this low forever, so go to Amerisave.com now. Lower mortgage rates mean higher savings. Call 866 or visit Amerisave.com slash licensing for cost information, terms, and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all states except New York. NMLS number 1168. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Disability is not inability. A person's ability may be different, but still an ability. No matter one's race or age. No matter one's physical or mental condition. We all have limitless possibilities. For more than 100 years, Easter Seals has helped the one in four people with disabilities in America live, work, learn, and play. I'm Angela Williams, CEO of Easter Seals. For more information, visit EasterSeals.com. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Bucket! Bucket! Ingram, hook pass, left corner, C.J. Catch and shoot three. Down for McCollum! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Portland Trailblazers. Thursday at 7 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Daniel Salerson filling in for Gus Kattengill. Thanks to Gus for letting me host for an hour today here. Casey Gisclair will have it for you from 2 to 3 o'clock as I'll need to go home and take a nap. Get ready for tonight's game between the Pelicans and the Lakers. 9.30 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be a late one, so again, get some rest and get ready as uh, this weekend is big for the Pelicans. Of course, big weekend in the city of New Orleans with the Final Four being in town with Duke in North Carolina tomorrow night and Villanova in Kansas. Open segment, 800-998-1003 if you want to chime in again, 800-998-1003, and then I'll wrap up this hour with Trevor Lane, Lakers Nation host in our next segment. Didn't want to remind you about a couple of watch parties in the area tonight. A few from the Pelicans, two separate ones for the Pels. If you're in Mid-City, Wrong Iron for the Pelicans watch party. It's presented by Corona Custom City Edition jersey giveaway and appearances from Pierre the Pelican and the Hype Team. So that's, again, at Wrong Iron tonight in Mid-City. But if you're also in the CBD, which, again, should be hopping with the Final Four in town Head over to Lucy's. That's the spot to watch the Pelicans in their playoff push tonight as well. There'll be swag giveaways all night long. Again, Lucy's on Chapatulis there at the corner of Gerard and Lucy's again with tip off at 930. And then I know the Pels 12 who does a great job uh, covering this team as well. They'll have one at Mid City Yacht Club. So different options for you wherever you want to go. Um, but there'll be lots of stuff to give away from the Pelican side. Again, Mid City at Wrong Iron. Custom City Edition jersey giveaway and appearances from Pierre DePelic and the hype team and then some swag to give away at Lucy's as well. So let's go over the standings a little bit again if you want to chime in. 800-998-1003. Kind of wanted to fill you in on, you know, the, the ramification, the amplifications of tonight's game between the Pelicans and the Spurs as, um, Pelicans right now 33 and 43, six games overall. There's still three more games, including tonight on this West Coast swing. 
9.30 against the Lakers tonight. 8.30, as I mentioned, against the Clippers on Sunday. And then they'll wrap things up at 9 p.m. Tuesday night against the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings technically still alive. The Portland Trail Blazers as well. But the Portland Trail Blazers can be eliminated with a loss tonight to the San Antonio Spurs. But everyone is rooting for the Blazers here as we want the Spurs to get as many losses as they can. Remember, Spurs hold the tiebreaker over the Pelicans in a scenario where these two teams tie for a play-in spot. The Clippers have also clinched a play-in berth. They cannot get to the seventh seed right now with the Timberwolves six games ahead with only five games to go. And they cannot drop below the San Antonio Spurs as they are actually in the Lakers. They're up five games on the Lakers with five games to go. So the Lakers Clippers are locked in, but their eighth seed is not locked in. And that's where I talked about it with Jim. You know, they're resting all of their guys tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks in preparation for Sunday's game. So both Los Angeles teams a little worried about your New Orleans Pelicans and what they may have in store, especially with Brandon Ingram back in the fold. I think Jim Eichenhoff said it, and I'll have to double-check with him on pelicans.com. You can follow him on Twitter. You can add Jim underscore Eichenhoff. I think the last seven games or the seven games that CJ and BI have played with one another in the starting lineup with CJ, BI, Herb Jones, Jonas and Jackson, this team is six and one. So only one loss in that time. So again, this team is pretty dangerous. But yes, Pelicans are 33 and 43. Spurs are in 10th right now at 31 and 45, two games back of New Orleans. The Spurs and Lakers technically have the same, same record, but the Spurs hold the tiebreaker over the Lakers. So that's another huge disadvantage for Los Angeles as Los Angeles does not have the tiebreaker against both the Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs. So what do the Spurs have left on their schedule in the remaining six games? Well, it gets pretty easy right here as it's the Portland Trail Blazers for two straight games tonight and on Sunday as Portland is in San Antonio. Again, Portland cannot catch the Pelicans, so the Pelicans eliminated the Blazers from catching them with a tiebreaker, but Portland again can still catch the Spurs or the Lakers and then at Denver on the 5th, at Minnesota on the 7th, against Golden State on the 9th, and then on to 10th, they wrap up against the Dallas Mavericks. The other key thing you have to look out for when you're talking about the schedule, and this goes for every single team, including the Pelicans, is who is going to be still playing for something by the end of the season if you're relying on scoreboard watching. That's why it's so important if the Pelicans can take care of their own business, they're not relying on some of these teams um, and who they play because Portland basically has all of their main guys out. You saw it for the Pelicans and their win against Portland, even though it was a little scarier than you would have thought. Portland only played eight or nine guys. They were without Josh Hart. They were without Nurkic for the rest of the year. They were without Damian Lillard for the rest of the year. No Anthony Simons for the rest of the year. And no Eric Bledsoe for the rest of the year. So they're in full tank mode and probably are not going to want to win these games. Obviously, the guys that are playing on the floor, you saw that the other night. They are playing as hard as they can because they're fighting for a chance to play in the NBA, whether it's with Portland or another NBA team next year. So, you know, this is important for those guys. But what's Denver going to look like next week? What's Minnesota if they lock up the seventh seed? Will they start resting, guys? Golden State, you know, they're worried about even holding on to home court advantage in the first round. They're technically the four seed right now. What are they going to look like on April 9th as those two teams will play? And then the Pelicans play Golden State on April 10th. And the Spurs are at Dallas. Dallas is fighting for seeding, though, right now as they have a chance to get to the three spot in the Western Conference with the Grizzlies securing the two spot 
after their win over San Antonio on Wednesday night. So those are the games they have to keep an eye out for for the Spurs as they take on the Portland Trailblazers tonight at 7.30 p.m. As for the Lakers, it's a little tougher for them, one of the toughest schedules left in the NBA. And again, it all comes down to these teams that are fighting for seeding, and we'll see what happens here. Again, Pelicans tonight, again, that's the biggest one. If the Pelicans beat the Lakers tonight, it's going to be real hard for the Lakers to bounce back and catch up to at least the New Orleans Pelicans because the Pelicans would be three up with five to go. If you add the tiebreaker, it's basically like having another game, so it's really like four up with five to go, and basically the Pelicans would, again, just have to win two games to secure a playing spot, but also just maybe win a couple more to ride off the Los Angeles Lakers. Then it's a Sunday afternoon affair with the Denver Nuggets. They're still going to be battling for seating, so that should be interesting. Also keep in mind, that one's inside the Staples Center at 2.30 Central, and then they'll convert the court and convert it to the Clippers as the Pelicans and the Clippers will go at 8.30. And then the Phoenix Suns on Tuesday, April 5th, no matter what the situation is, Phoenix has secured home court. They've secured the number one seed in the Western Conference, but they'd still continue to win. And I think Monty Williams is a guy that still wants to play his guys. I think he's a big believer in momentum and doesn't want to rest guys in order for them to go cold heading into the playoffs. So I think the Phoenix Suns here, especially with a chance to eliminate the Lakers, will play all of their guys on Tuesday, April 5th. Again, we don't know about Golden State on the 7th. That's the Lakers opponent there on TNT. Then they wrap up against the Thunder, which, again, they're a team that's actively tanking, and they wrap up against Denver on April 10th. So those are the two teams that you're keeping an eye on uh, for the play-in and whether what the Lakers and Spurs are going to do in the final six games of the season. For your Pelicans, the schedule does get a little easier, and, again, it all depends on what happens here with some other teams, Lakers tonight, Clippers Sunday, and as I mentioned, Kings on Tuesday. The Kings are almost eliminated from playoff contention, so that's a big game for the Pelicans to take care of business on Tuesday. Then they're home for one game against Portland. Again, you should be able to take care of them, even though it was uh, a tricky game on Wednesday night. Then it's a back-to-back to end the season on the road against Memphis, even though they are stomping on teams without John Morant, and they have secured the number two seat in the West. And then the Golden State Warriors will wrap things up on April 10th in a road home back-to-back. So, again, there's plenty of games to play for left. I know there's six games to go. The magic number for the Pelicans is four. So, again, to make it simple for you, as far as clinching a play-in, if the Pelicans win four straight games, they're in. No matter who else wins or loses four straight games, the Pelicans have clinched a play-in berth. If they the way they can gain more than one game per night. If they just win alone and everyone else wins, they'll gain a game on that magic number from four to three. Let's say the Spurs win tonight. But because they are playing the Lakers, if they beat the Lakers tonight, that counts as double. A win and then a Lakers loss, you'll be two. The magic number will be two as far as clinching a playing spot. So technically, if you beat the Lakers tonight, you beat the Clippers on Sunday, and the Lakers lose their next two games, you could clinch a play-in by the end of the weekend. So yeah, tons of things to get to for your Pelicans, and hopefully um, it's a couple of wins for New Orleans here as we get you ready for Pelicans and Lakers tonight at 9.30 p.m. As I mentioned, a lot of watch parties out there, one at Wrong Iron, again, Custom City Jersey giveaway, Hype Team and Pierre the Pelican out there, and then a playoff push Watch party at Lucy's. Free Pelican swag for those attend. They go, no, it's a late one, but it's a Friday night. What else are you going to do on this Friday night? 
unless your mean will be inside the Smoothie King Center. Feel free to donate any caffeinated beverages to the Smoothie King Center. Joe Cardosi and I will be in the studio there late until Saturday morning, hopefully talking about a Pelicans win. All right, one more segment to go for me here, and then I'll pass it over to Casey. Just Claire, when we come back, we'll talk about those Lakers with Lakers Nation host Trevor Lane. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. About to wrap up hour number two. Daniel Salerson filling in for Gus Kattengau. Thanks for making us a part of your Friday afternoon. As we've been talking about for most of this hour, Pelicans and Lakers tonight from Crypto.com Arena at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Joining me now is Trevor Lane, host of Lakers Nation and the Front Office Show. You can follow him on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Trevor, how are you? Good to talk to you. Oh, doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just get right into it. I know these two teams have battled throughout this entire season. And look, I can talk from the Pelicans' perspective about the animosity towards this Lakers team just based on how between the Anthony Davis situation and now this year with the with the draft pick scenario and, of course, these two teams battling for a play-in spot. Is there the same amount of animosity on the Lakers' side towards the Pelicans than there is for New Orleans to L.A.? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, there's there's no real animosity on the Lakers' side towards, towards the Pelicans, at least not what I've seen from – uh, from the Lakers fan base that, that I've been in contact with. I've, I've yet to see anything like that. Um, from the Lakers side of things, I know there's a lot on the Pelican side as far as the draft pick and all that kind of stuff goes. But from the Lakers' perspective, that that's a sunk cost, whether it goes to the Pelicans, whether it goes to the Grizzlies. 
It doesn't make a huge difference from the Lakers' perspective. I've seen a number of Lakers fans say they'd actually prefer it to go to the Pelicans because of how good the, the Grizzlies have been this season. They don't want to make a very strong team that much stronger. So maybe there's a little bit of strategy there. But, yeah, I, I've yet to see any real animosity towards towards the Pelicans from uh, from the Lakers' side of things. When you talk about tonight's game for the Lakers, I know they are tied with the Spurs with the Spurs having the tiebreaker right now. And I know, obviously, if they lose tonight, they're still mathematically in it. But is this the make-or-break make game for the Lakers tonight? They're unable to defeat the New Orleans Pelicans? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the must-win game. Well, I mean, let's face it. The last game was looked upon by the Lakers as a must-win game, and that didn't go the way they, they hoped it would go. Of course, LeBron getting LeBron James getting injured. That was insult to, to injury, you know, or literally injury in that case. But the uh, the Lakers have to get this one. If you look at their schedule coming up, you've got you've got teams that are way up in the Western Conference that are that they're going to be battling the rest of the way through. You've got the Phoenix Suns, you've got the Golden State Warriors. Some games that are going to be really tough to get wins in. So this is probably one of the last opportunities to play a team that's not a top 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 tier team and get a W aside from a, a game late against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So. The Lakers have got to take advantage of this opportunity, and if they have any hope, of course, of, of trying to catch the Pelicans in the standings, they've got to get this win tonight. Um, and the Pelicans, are, I'm sure, are approaching it the same way, but this is a must-win for them as well. Absolutely, and when you look at kind of what this means tonight for the Lakers, of course, they held out LeBron James in these last two games with that ankle injury. Of course, it was pretty bad, according to him, to look bad as far as him being able to play and what his status is for tonight. And Anthony Davis, who hasn't played in a long time, is uh, probable to suit up for the Lakers against his former team. How much do you think there's going to be some rust with Anthony Davis? I know having those two back on the court are going to be extremely important for Los Angeles, but just what are you expecting from Anthony Davis in his first game back in the last couple of months? Yeah, I mean, it's it, there's definitely going to be some rust. Frank Vogel, Lakers coach, has already gone on to say that that he doesn't expect him to be anywhere near 100%. Um, this is the kind of thing where because it was a lower body injury, it was a, a midfoot sprain that, that Anthony Davis was dealing with, it's not like over the past few months he's been able to go and do and do any kind of cardio or anything like that as you would be if, say, he would, you know, hurt his thumb or, or something like that. So conditioning-wise, that's going to be a question mark. How many minutes can he realistically play? And we'll probably see a similar situation with LeBron dealing with his own ankle injury. Um, you would expect there to be plenty of rust in addition to that conditioning factor. So I, I don't think in any way we're going to see anywhere close to 100% from either one of those guys, but they understand where they're at in the season and how important it is that they get out there. And even if they're at uh, 75%, it's probably worth having them out there on the floor at this point. We're talking with Trevor Lane, host of Lakers Nation and the front office show. You can follow him on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Trevor, if this is not Pelicans and Lakers tonight, does LeBron James play in this game against any of the other 29 teams in the NBA? Um, I think depending on the, on their record, the situation with the record is, is a big factor here. The fact that it is the Pelicans and, and they're chasing them in the standings, that's certainly a factor as well. If the Lakers were, say, Steadies. If they were sitting in the eighth seed and they they had some cushion there, then no, he wouldn't he wouldn't be playing. But given the fact that they're sitting out just outside of the play and looking in, and they're kind of do or die time, I think that's a factor in this. And then the Pelicans being the team that you're playing, being the team that you're trying to chase down, that's um, I think that's just kind of the the cherry on top in terms of getting LeBron into this game and, and playing. Otherwise, I'd say no, he he wouldn't be out on the floor for this. 
Look, of course, the Pelic, uh, the Lakers got off to a pretty decent start this season. Things have unraveled. I know injuries have a lot to do with that. Is that the biggest reason for where the Lakers are in this situation today? You know, Anthony Davis being out a couple times during that stretch has certainly helped. But what else has been the reason why the Lakers are in this position now where they're on the outside looking in with six games to go? Oh, my. I mean, in terms of, <laughs> of what has caused the Lakers struggles this season, which, by the way, Lakers Lakers fans have almost unanimously at this point called this the worst season in, in Lakers history. Wow. Um, and, I, and I think I'm in, I'm in agreement with, uh, with that. This has been, it's been the accumulation of a number of things. That injury is certainly a factor here, but roster construction is part of it as well. You've got all sorts of things from fit to cap issues to everything else that you can, you can imagine has played a role in, in creating this, this perfect storm of a, of a disastrous season for the Lakers. So it's been a lot. Injuries have, have been a factor for sure, but there have been so many other things too that have been involved here that have created the, the issues that the Lakers have had that we can't look at it the way we did say, say last season when the Lakers really were just completely derailed by injuries, looked great at the beginning of the season, then just got taken off course by all the injuries they suffered. This year, they've, they've never looked good. Even when, when healthy, they have not performed at anywhere near a level that they were expected to. So it, it goes much deeper than just an injury issue with this team. So there isn't a lot of, a lot of optimism around Lakers Nation right now that even if they do get healthy, that they're going to advance very far uh, come playoff time just because we've yet to see this team hit anywhere near the level of play that they would need to to make a deep playoff run. We're talking with Trevor Lane, host of Lakers Nation and the front office show. Trevor, before I let you go, and I appreciate the time here, what's it going to take tonight as far as the Lakers getting over the hump against the Pelicans? What are some of the main keys? Obviously, health is one of those things that's pretty obvious with LeBron in AD, whether they play or how long they play. But what's going to be this biggest difference if the Lakers want to walk away with a win? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is going to be what they can do on the defensive end of the floor. Can they bring the effort and energy the entire way? And then the, the mental side of it, which is not what you would expect out of a veteran team or a veteran-heavy team, but the Lakers haven't been a very mentally tough team. They're the kind of team where if you keep, you keep hammering at them, eventually they break over the course of a game. Um, so the question is going to be, can they withstand that? Can they get off to a good start and then sustain it for the remainder of the game and not let that doubt sort of creep in as we saw the last time they played the Pelicans? I think the mental side of this game is going to be a, a big factor from the Lakers' perspective. And uh, and we'll see. It should be an, an exciting game. It should be a fun game. I think both teams are going to be going all out, and that's that's what you want to see this time of year. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, but I think that both teams are going to be are going to be fired up and ready to play. Absolutely. That's Trevor Lane, host of Lakers Nation and the Front Office Show. You can follow him on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Trevor, I really appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you down the line here. Appreciate it. That sounds great. Thanks so much. All right, there he goes. That's Trevor Lane here on the Sports Hangover. Just a couple minutes to go here before I turn things over to Casey Gisclair and what he has going on in hour number three, which he'll talk a little bit more about this game between the Pelicans and the Lakers. Of course, he'll have some insight with the Saints with Mike Triplett and then um, some other talk as well as we get you into the final hour on this Friday. Of course, Marlon Favorite will also be on the show on Friday or on this third hour as well. So again, the focus for my hour, of course, being uh, the host for the Pelicans during pregame, halftime, and postgame. This is the biggest game of the year. And how many times do you think we've said the biggest game of the year? Because as this stretch continues, all these games are extremely important. And there's all, they've all had their differences as far as why they're the biggest games of the year, even against some of the teams that 
you uh, wouldn't say are kind of one to be a big game of the year, whether it was a Charlotte game or the Atlanta Hawks and, you know, the San Antonio Spurs. Think about that, that road game to start that three-game road trip before the Pelicans' three-game homestand. Everyone was talking about how that was the biggest game of the season. If you don't get that one, who knows where the Pelicans could be, and they did. And then the Spurs came around and said, well, guess what? We're going to turn the tables and get one in New Orleans, which that, again, changed the whole dynamic of this play, and you'd feel a little bit better if you had the tiebreaker over the San Antonio Spurs, but that's not the case right now. What makes you feel better is the fact that you do have the tiebreaker over the Los Angeles Lakers, and a win tonight would almost solidify at least the Pelicans being able to get in over the Lakers. Again, there's no guarantee. There's no clinching tonight, but with the Lakers being two back with six to go, and the Pelicans holding the tiebreaker tonight could be the difference as far as whether the Lakers make a play-in spot or at least the Pelicans will be hosting. Think about that when it comes to this team starting off 1-12 on the year, 3-16 without Brandon Ingram for a lot of it. You make the trade for CJ. You have not played with Zion Williamson all year long, and yet you are right now, the season ended today, would be hosting a play-in game which means the fans here in New Orleans will get a taste of the playoffs, even though it technically does not count in the record books as a playoff game. That's what's crazy about this. It doesn't technically count the record books as a playoff game, but it doesn't count as a regular season game. So it's kind of stuck in the middle of no man's land. But again, the Pelicans will need two playing wins in order to get in the playoffs. Can you imagine if they do that, they take care of it at home and then go on the road and beat a team, whether it's the Clippers or the Timberwolves, and they get in and face the Sun, the AC. It's going to be wild. This is going to be a wild six games in a span of a basically 10 days for the Pelicans. Just one back-to-back. They'll play every other day until the end of the regular season. And then the plane will start either April 12th or April 13th, that Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when the Eastern Conference is. But this is going to be a wild ride for the Pelicans. I think it's been great to see the Pelicans and all the fans inside the Smoothie King Center during this homestand that win against the Bulls and that win against the Lakers. Again, it was like a playoff atmosphere. Now these teams are playing playoff-like games. The owners Valanciunas said it after the win. All these are important. All these games are playoff games for them. And I think it's a good test for this young team. The fact that no matter what happens, I know the goal is to get in, but you're having these guys like Jackson Hayes. Herbert Jones, Brandon Ingram has not even touched a playoff since he's been in his career, whether it's been the Lakers or the Pelicans. There's a lot of these guys that do not have playoff experience. So it's going to be an interesting one tonight. 9.30, I'll have Pelicans warm up for you at 9 o'clock. I appreciate you listening to me in hour number two. I'm going to hand the baton off to Casey Gisclair. He has hour number three for you next on the New Orleans on Sports Hangover, ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free 